Hello, welcome to Disconnect to Connect podcast. I am Lore, I am your host, but today we have a completely new format called Matcha Mornings. So the idea of this came actually from a newsletter that my husband receives that it's called Morning Brew. And I thought, well, this is awesome. I want this episode to feel, or this kinds of episodes, because the idea is that this will be one of many, to feel like something warm, something inviting, something that calms you, something that nourishes you, that has antioxidants, that will give you energy, that will help you get started for your day or be like a little pick-me-up. And that is what the matcha does to me. My matcha latte in most of my mornings is that little space for me. And it's that perfect pause in which I am not reading. I am not journaling. I am just there, me, myself, and I, and being comfortable with myself and my thoughts with no distractions. And I want to create that space for you and me. I want you to be able to have what you've been asking, what has been a little bit of a popular demand lately to keep my long format episodes, which are approximately like on average 45 minutes, but also to create a little bit of a shorter format. So we're not going to stop the long format that you guys love and are so loyal to, but we will start incorporating this shorter format of 15 to 20 minutes in which you can listen to on your morning walks. You can listen to on your way to yoga or Pilates. You can listen to when you're dropping off your kids at school or daycare. So here we are. And today we are going to talk about mother. (laughs) We're going to be talking about my experience going to Taylor Swift's concert. And please bear with me if you are not a fan or you feel like you're not interested because trust me, I have two really cool points to get across. And I think I might have you a little bit mind blown by the end of this episode, hopefully. So bear with me because we are about to uncover really cool things through this episode. Now, if you are like the majority of my audience, also a fan of Taylor Swift, you are all probably going to relate a little bit more and have a little bit of more fun. Now, that does not mean that if you're not a fan or you're just not familiar with her music or her story, that you will be lost or that this will not be helpful for you. So let's get right into it. So this episode is specifically actually about manifesting something. And we are going to be talking about that, but not only manifesting, but manifesting with influence magnetically manifesting, but also effortlessly. So you may be familiar with how insane it was to get tickets to Taylor Swift's current tour, which is called the Eras Tour. And it was, it was insane. It's started, it has started a lot of discussions alongside of why Ticketmaster is almost like a monopoly and how crazy it is that you can buy tickets and then resell them for 20 times, if not more, the prize. And I have a lot of friends and a lot of people that I know and a lot of you guys that messaged me telling me how sad you were and heartbroken that you couldn't get a ticket. And 
a lot of you also ask how I did it. And since it, since it's been sort of a common question, I'm going to tell you the story, but also because it's been really cool for me and it was an awesome experience, I would say cathartic. And just the fact that I was able to go with my best friends, it was honestly very, very manifested. So again, it was really hard to get in and just for a little bit of context. And this happens to other artists, other concerts as well. So Ticketmaster will ask you to put your email in so that hopefully you will be pre-selected to be able to buy the tickets the day that they open the virtual queue or the virtual line. And they were thousands. Like I'm, I'm talking about really huge like amounts of people trying to get in trying to get the tickets. And when you would go in, it would say something like 500,000 people. And I'm not exaggerating before you on the queue. And the thing is, me and my friends, we all put our emails and none of us got pre-selected. And we also put other friends' emails and family members. I put my husband's email as well, my work email, and none of us got pre-selected. And then one of my friends got a message from one of her friends saying, you know, I get pre-selected, but in the end, I'm not going to go. You can use my username and password. So that already was insane to us. So um, she was able to get the tickets, which was also kind of crazy. I remember her calling me. I was actually in the middle of a work meeting and I had let my team know, you know, I may have to disconnect because this is crucial. This is very important. So I paused my call, get on the call with her. And everything that we're clicking, at the moment that it seems to be free, by the time we're clicking, it says, no, this is not available anymore. And that happened so many times. So in the end, we don't even know what we chose. And then she checks out. We have the tickets. Amazing. This is insane. And mind you, just for you to like know how crazy all the timing was, this was the day after I had finished completely my master's. So I had done my thesis presentation. I was done. So to me, this was my graduation present. And my budget was way higher because artists, they can either choose to set the prices or to go by demand. And luckily, thank God Taylor Swift didn't go by demand, meaning they did not increase. So we were, me and my friends, we were thinking like we were going to spend a lot more. And then with tax, you know, and processing fee would be like a lot more. So in the end, I ended up spending like one eighth of my budget that I had. It was crazy. And we were really, really, really close. And the four of us were able to be also next to each other. So up to here, everything is magical. And then leading up to the actual concert is insane. It's kind of like right now, the Oppenheimer and the Barbie movies, like even you just see bright pink and you know what it is about. It's like, I saw this um, article today that showed one bright pink advertisement. That's all it had. And then it had the date, July 21st. And it said, it was talking about how crazy it is that you know exactly what that is about, even though there is no context and you know that it is about the Barbie movie. And to me, that's kind of how the era store has been and it continues to be. So by the time leading up, it, there were soul cycle classes that were about the era store. There were just so many things going around about the era store. I'm in New York City and the fairy account on TikTok, the Empire State official accounts on TikTok, they were doing everything about the era store. So I'm, ta- I'm telling you, just like insane, 
everywhere. Everyone's talking about it. And of course, I was like 100% deep in on Swift Talk. But what I'm trying to get to here is, well, two things. One, how crazy it was that it was so easy for us to get it. And that's the first thing that we're going to get into. It's how easy things can become eventually when you're trying to manifest things correctly and from a place of acceptance, belonging, and also when we do put in the work. Because a huge misconception of manifesting is that all you have to do is visualize and all you have to do is trust. Well, first of all, just trusting takes a lot of work. And I'm going to be really honest with you. And second of all, it doesn't, it's, it's not magic. Things start happening as if they were magic and everything just starts to seem seamless because you've been putting in the work, because you are being true to yourself, because you are aligned with the choices that you're taking. And that is one of the things that I know happened to all of us. And the second thing is we're going to get right into connection, marketing, community, and how you can be a huge magnetic effortless influence. So as I said, we are there months before we're ready. And then, you know, leading up to it, it's been so fun to figure this out with my friends. And in that group of friends, I'm the only one that's married. So there was an ongoing joke. They were like, this feels like this is our wedding day and whatnot. So But we were not the only ones feeling like this, which is, you know, it could sound ridiculous, but that is the amount of excitement that we had leading up to this. And there is one thing that I always tell my students and my clients is you are the only person responsible to create the hype. So for instance, if I'm putting out a new podcast episode, I cannot just expect my audience to randomly be like, oh, okay, amazing. I can't wait to listen to this episode and for them to run on Spotify and Apple podcasts to listen to it. No, that's not how it works. I am responsible of creating that hype. I am responsible of getting you excited about this. I am responsible of letting you know why you should listen to this and what you'll gain out of this 20 or 45 minutes that you are deciding to listen to me and to learn from me and to connect you and I. So this is a woman, an artist that is constantly creating the hype. It's like she does not stop creating the hype. Let's begin with her branding. Everything, when you see certain things, you see certain colors, you may not exactly remember her as a whole. You may not think, oh, this is so Taylor Swift, but you do think, oh, this is so lover era. This is so reputation era. This is so folklore era. So all along, she's branded each album or each era of herself so well that it is so easy for fans and even people that just know of it to think of her and think of each era respectively. That would be point one as to her branding. Point number two, she has managed to constantly and successfully reinvent herself, changing completely genres, music styles, outfit styles, like coloring and makeup and and her hair and what she's preaching for, never her values, but yes, the feelings maybe that she's evoking through the albums. And I think as content creators, we are constantly in this battle of what do I do? Should I continue 
down this line or should I reinvent myself? Should I create something completely new? But am I going to confuse the client if I'm creating something completely new or not? And this is why I've created my programs. And this is something that I teach my my students. And, you know, we're opening the Virtual Coaching Academy so soon and I'm so excited for it. And on top of that, I'm actually having a free webinar tomorrow. So if you want to sign up, the link will be here. And it is on how to go from a passion project to a thriving business. So I'm going to give you the recipe on how to charge high prices and have your clients actually thank you for it. I've had clients make 40 times their income, 80 times their income, 70 times their income, 200 times their income with this methodology, with this recipe. And this is something that I am so invested in because our time is so valuable and when we're learning and what we're learning and when we're investing in our growth so that our clients can grow more, that is also incredibly valuable. And when we're so connected to our purpose, things become easier and our north becomes clearer. So going back into reinventing herself, this is something that I'll be touching on in the webinar and really deeply on the Virtual Coach Academy. So you know when to do this, when not, how to prolong the hype on yourself and how to eventually, it doesn't, not having it be something that you're working so hard, but rather there is just this constant hype And this is why I thought of Taylor Swift when I thought about this episode, because there is just a constant hype on whatever she does. This is someone that managed to release, and excuse me if you can hear my cold, (laughs) but this is someone that managed to release two albums in the middle of the pandemic without press, without the typical road, because she's found that constant hype. And that is what I teach my clients to do. Number three, her Easter eggs. If you are not familiar with this are, it's just these are clues that Taylor Swift is constantly leaving or letting us know through her music, through symbolism, through her words, through her clothing, and that you will understand what's coming up next. So if it's a new re-recording, if it is a new album or a new collaboration and whatnot. So people are just hooked to this. They're constantly trying to figure out what's coming next. And this has also created this loyalty because one thing that I also teach and I'm very, very, very passionate about because once I built it, I don't ever want to lose that. You guys mean so much to me. The fact that today we have a community that we talk with each other, that you guys send me DMs and I answer, that you guys tell me when you bought something and you guys ask for makeup advice or you tell me what you're going through and ask me random questions and that you guys join my courses and you listen to my podcast and you share it on stories. It's, there is a huge community here and I value and treasure it so much. And that is something that she's built because there's also this complicity and almost like what I have with you, for example, if you listen to just my previous episode, number 42, there's a part in which while I'm interviewing Anna, because she talks about dancing in the mornings, I ask her, so look, listen, I have this inside joke with my community about something that we call a happy dance and how we do happy dances in the kitchen is yours in the kitchen. So she laughed. She found it really funny. And she was saying that hers are not in the kitchen, but are in the living room, but that she loves the term happy dance. And 
those are the things that I treasure that I have with you. You immediately understand when I mention what a happy dance is. And you know that each time you guys sign up to something, I do a happy dance. I have this little ritual that, for example, right now, every person that has signed up, even though it's a huge wall right now, but that has signed up to the free webinar, I've put a post-it on my wall with each person's name per post-it. And I do a happy dance right afterwards. Why? Because I was once in that position where I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to have a thriving business. I felt stuck on my finances. I felt stuck with my dreams. I didn't know how to get the results I wanted. I was so frustrated. My work and my job was becoming something heavy instead of opening doors of opportunities. So I've been there. And when you guys choose to find the other route, to get to the other side, I'll celebrate with you and for you. I am so excited for you and so proud of choosing to spend some time and you know, grateful that it's with me, but so proud that you want to learn more. Now, next point on Taylor Swift's saga here is the amount of organization that she has. She sometimes hints at something like years in advance. So that means there's a lot of organization and a huge, awesome team, I'm sure, behind. But there's so much organization. And I remember when I first started this journey, I had a coach that once told me, you know, feminine energy is this beautiful mess. And I and I bought that. And, you know, I, I don't want to say I regret that, but wow, I really had to learn to unlearn that. My business should not be a mess. It is wonderful when I include so much fun into it and when I allow so much intuition to be a part of it. But a six-figure business, a seven-figure business, even a five-figure business, it is not a beautiful mess. It is something that you organize. Is there room for change? Absolutely. Is there room for adaptation? 100%. And that is also part of the organization. And on top of that, because I used to be someone for a little bit that would repel organization because I thought then I wouldn't have freedom and there was going to be no room for spontaneity, that is bullshit. There is much more room for that when you organize things in advance. And that is something that I so admire from Taylor Swift as an artist. Next point, which I was kind of hinting it to you, is she incorporates fun into what she does. There are things that just like, if you go and look into her Instagram or her TikTok and even her interviews, she's having fun. She's having fun with her band, her team. She's having fun with us, her fans and followers, as she's creating the hype, as she's doing countdowns, she does things creatively. She also lets you have insight into her world. Like this is an album that I never bought, but I saw a little bit ago that when she was releasing an album of hers called Lover, she chose literal, like she scanned pages of her old journals and included that on an, in an, in an exclusive version of the album. So if you would get that specific version of the album, you would get like, I think it was like 20 pages of scanned journals, pages of her journals. That is so intimate. Then again, there's, you know, the privacy part of it in which she was able to choose what she wanted to share with her fan base. But at the same time, it's that intimacy, that connection. And that is the space that for me is a podcast, for example, And even the newsletter, it's just like, there are these spaces, these sacred spaces for you and for I to connect. And then 
I get to receive so many of your messages on what you thought and also what you would want me to speak about next. And this is how I know we're doing the morning matches, which I may actually go over 20 minutes. So I apologize already. But incorporating fun into what you do was a value that I started adding probably like two years ago, maybe a year and a half. And it changed my work. It changed my world. And this is why to me was so special that I did this concert with my best friends because I remember putting in my vision board a year and a half ago, actually, this picture of these girls like swimming in the ocean in the sunset and it looks like they're dancing. And I remember thinking, that's what I want. I want that freedom. I want that connection also with my friends because, you know, I, I've been living in so many different cities now and I've cultivated wonderful deep friendships and I miss them. And I miss that sense of community too, as I'm also building it here in New York City. And also, as I was doing that vision board, I was in a workshop. I remember someone men mentioning, oh, I'm adding concerts. And I just had this little bug inside of me thinking, I don't even need to add it. I know I'm going to go to so many concerts. And it had been, obviously, this was post-COVID. I had not been to any. And that year, I went to Dua Lipa's concert, my favorite artist ever, Ricardo Arjona. If you guys here know him, I love him. Um, I went to Taylor Swift's concert. I just went to a concert a few days ago. We've gone to small intimate concerts and whatnot, and it's been a part of my life. Now, alongside with fun, she's so passionate on what she does. And that is actually so much of the focus on module one and module two. So meaning week one and week two of the Virtual Coach Academy, we give you all the foundations of the mindset shifts that you need to have. And this is what I called neuro business coaching because if you don't know, I am a clinical biologist and I have a master's in cognitive neurology and psychobiology. So we go deep into how our brain works, but specifically also for entrepreneurs. So, and then we go into how you can connect to your passion because passion and purpose is what will take you far. If there is no passion and no purpose, you will not go far. And this is something that I've heard in so many speeches that I've gone to by really, really successful people, billionaires, founders, etc. So please, please, please work on that. Work on finding your passion. If you feel a little bit lost, feel free to message me. I'll give you some guidance. I'll point you to some episodes, books, and hopefully also I get to see you in the Virtual Coach Academy because if you are ready, head on the webinar tomorrow, honestly, if you are ready to build something new, to be on stock from your finances, to see the results that you can get, to have, to be a part of a community of inspiring women and have constant feedback by someone that you trust, then really I, I am waiting for you. I am ready for you. And lastly, what I will say from this is the professionalism that Taylor Swift includes into everything that she does. There is so much of it. There is so much professionalism going behind everything that she does. And just to conclude this first matcha episode, and I'm going to do a part two so that I keep my promise on keeping it shorter, she delivers the exact formula that I created and that I will be showing tomorrow on the free webinar, which is the three pieces that you need to create an irresistible offer. So I will let you know on the webinar and I will let you know on part two. So excited to see you and thank you for being back here.